0: The following is a production of Hard Call Ministries. Hard Call Ministries is dedicated to connecting people to sound biblical teaching. Standing contra mundum against worldly influence in the church, we strive to come alongside those seeking to deepen their knowledge of scripture and of our holy God. Heeding Paul's words in Colossians, we desire to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, bearing fruit and increasing in the knowledge of God. Why Theology? Knowing God. Written and recorded by Michael Moriarty. The word theology can invoke a wide range of ideas about what exactly it is or is not. There are two common ones that I'd like to briefly mention. The first brings to mind the image of dusty books and old scholars poring over innumerable volumes of books and arguing over the nuances of superlapsarianism and infralapsarianism. Big words, right? The other looks like a slavish devotion to scholarly rules that is more or less law-based legalism. Today, the word theology tends to get a bad rap. When it, or the word doctrine, comes up, the response is often something along the lines of, I just want Jesus, or don't get in the way of the Bible and God. Those desires are not entirely wrong. As Christians, we should be driven to know more about our Lord and refrain from letting anything get between us and Him. But there is a great deal of pushback in the evangelical world these days to engage in theological study, and I fear this is coming from a lack of understanding of what it is and why we should take part in this field of study. Below, I want to briefly explore what theology is and give a reason for why we do theology with the help of a great preacher and theologian. So what is theology exactly? Well, simply breaking down the word reveals this and, simultaneously, shows us its importance to the Christian life. The first part of the word, theology, comes from the Greek word theos. This is the Greek word for God. The second half comes from the Greek logia or logion. The root of this word is the familiar logos, which means word or communication. Brought into English, we see this ology tacked onto the ends of many different words it denotes a type or branch of knowledge. Putting these two together in English gives us God knowledge, but it sounds much better as knowledge of God. And that is precisely what theology is, the knowledge of our great and glorious God. Yes, theological study has numerous facets to it, the doctrines of God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit, soteriology, angelology, anthropology, but it all falls under the goal of having a deeper, more personal knowledge of God. And if we truly love our Lord, shouldn't we know as much about him as we can in this life? I heard it put this way one time. If the common response to encouraging people to study theology, keep in mind this is the knowledge of God, is something like, yeah, I don't need to know all that stuff, try using that in regards to your spouse. Just tell them, you know, honey, I really love you and all, but I just don't have any desire to know a whole lot about you. My guess is that it's not going to go over too well. This brings us to the second point. Why study theology in the first place? For the exact reason revealed by the word itself, to know God. And knowing God has multiple sides to it. And to look at some of those, I want to turn to James Montgomery Boyce. J.M. Boyce was one of the leading preachers, expositors, and theologians of the last century, and was an influence on many a great preacher. In one of his greatest works, Foundations of the Christian Faith, Boyce lays out an overview of Christian theology. It is something of a systematic theology, while not as expansive as, say, Calvin's Institutes or von Maastricht. Although Boyce does say that his work covers the same ground as Calvin, but is neither a rehash nor a repeating of those old issues, but rather a look at the contemporary. He was also of the mind to make it more readable to a modern audience. But it is a wonderful addition to anyone's library. Right in the beginning, Boyce lays out how we are to deal with the serious crisis of today's lack of knowledge. Boyce states, quote, Much is known in our time. In the sense of information or technical knowledge, more is known today than at any previous time in history. Yet the kind of knowledge that integrates information and thereby gives meaning to life is strangely absent, end quote. It's easy to see today we have access to the total sum of all human knowledge at our fingertips, yet we seem to know less now than ever before. This is an interesting conundrum. He also gives two widely used methods by which to gain knowledge. The first is by reason alone, a technique used by philosophers and scholars for centuries. Boyce warns that this can lead to a cold way of looking at things, being an unsuitable foundation for ethics and eventually leading to reducing subjects material ready for manipulation. The second is through emotional experience. An emotional high is required and, at times, music, drugs, or stimulants can be appropriated to reach this high and the knowledge it brings. But this ultimately cannot last and has no content of any value. I would note that I see this as an example of the seeker-friendly rock show-like churches we see all over the world. Churches want you to have a personal encounter with Jesus. Music and camaraderie replace biblical truth and the foundation of sound doctrine. The thing is, when your life comes crashing down and disaster strikes, the awesome worship concert won't be there to catch you. Only a firm, scripture-based trust in our mighty Lord can do that. Voice offers a third way. The personal, relationship-like knowledge of Almighty God, discovered in the person of Jesus Christ and his scripture. And this brings us to the point I want to make. One of the reasons we engage in theology is to know God. Theology is not the endeavor to gather a bunch of head knowledge, earn a ton of letters after your name, and stump friends in debates. We study theology so that we may know and love our Lord more. Additionally, we find in Scripture this is what we should be doing. We are told to grow in grace and knowledge, 2 Peter 3.18. We escape corruption by being diligent in our knowledge, which also leads to fruitfulness, 2 Peter 1, 4-8. And we should follow Paul's example and pray for the increase of knowledge in others, Colossians 1:9 through 9-10. Let me close with some practical reasons for studying theology as it pertains to knowing God. These are also laid out by Boyce and are very helpful. Firstly, only through knowing God can we enter into eternal life. John 17.3 states that we can only have eternal life by knowing the true God and Jesus Christ. We don't blindly follow a mysterious Savior, we know him. Second, by knowing God, we can know ourselves. Only by knowing God and his otherness can we truly see who we are and where we stand. Also, the knowledge of this gulf between God and man increases our awareness of how great and lovely he is. Third, the knowledge of God gives us knowledge of the world around us. We can have an understanding of why things happen, good and evil, and their purpose. Fourth, knowing God is the path to personal holiness. Our sanctification is a major part of our life as Christians. We are commanded to walk as Christ walked and follow his example, though he is more than just that. Knowing God, which leads to a knowledge of our fallen state, motivates us to Christlikeness. And finally, the knowledge of God is how the church and its people are made strong. Daniel 11.32 says that those who know God will stand firm. In many places, there are weak churches. They are weak not because they have a small membership or a lack of programs. They are weak because they do not have a deeper knowledge of the one that has saved them. And when the enemy and persecution come, they cannot stand on that day. They are weak because of a lack of discipline has allowed the world to infiltrate their congregations until they look like reflections of the world around them, rather than being salt and light. While Christ talked of us having what some refer to as childlike faith, we are not encouraged to have a childish faith. We are never asked by God to take blind leaps of faith, but to follow him in the knowledge of who he is. We engage in theology so that we can know and love him who created us. Our desire should be to worship him in spirit and truth as found in his word theology done rightly is not for self-fulfillment and building our pride it is for closer communion with our lord this article was originally published on our website and can be found at hardcallministries.com the following has been a production of hard call ministries You can find us online at hardcallministries.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, thank you for listening, and may the Lord bless you.